It's your hello, old hello. friend, Dollop and Windwag. Dollop and Windwag are back, eh? 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 Uh, it's, been, well, it's been a week, hasn't it? It has been a week. Oh, we, it's we, been a long time since I last spoke to you, it seems. It's been a week. Well, actually, I, we have to um, confess it hasn't actually no, been a week. Yes, we do. We have to confess that uh, it hasn't been a week. It's been it's been one. It's been twenty four hours because um, it's actually Tuesday today. And traditionally, we record this on Mondays. But what happened yesterday was that um, uh, we did a whole show, and this is the second time this has happened. And it's the second time that um, my computer went kind of vomited up the file and smashed it into a zillion pieces. So yeah. basically, it fucked it up. I fucked up again. Again, I fucked up. You know up. what? One more time and you're fired. And I'm like, oh no, but this is my livelihood. This is my living. Yeah. Oh. Well, you just have to go back to the, oh, go no. back down the pit. Oh, Mark, no. Um, yes, so I fucked that up. So uh, how, how are you, Mark? Um, I'm How's... terrific. I'm fucking terrific. <laughs> you sound fucking terrific <laughs> as well, don't you? No, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a, I get a little bit... Um, stressed out today because as as is typically the case with my life it goes from you know weeks and weeks of doing absolutely nothing and having nothing to do or think about to suddenly having lots of things to think about all at the same time because uh you know um i'm going well no i'm saying you know you don't know but uh, well you know but uh, i know um, maybe other people don't know i'm going away on Thursday to the UK to play a festival with the Jesus Mary Chain at Butlins in Bogner Regis. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, know it was Butlins. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, um, you know, uh, weekend, um, you know, rock, rock and roll weekend type things. Oh, that's very funny. And um, I've just can, suddenly got... Oh, sorry, yes, what? what no, I was going to say, can we explain for our non-UK listeners why Butlins and Bogner Regis is both... I mean, why that combination's funny. Very quickly, well, just explain why. Well, Butlins is, you know, like a sort of uh, shoddy kind of um, <laughs> uh, resort town. Uh, not town, is it? Like, what is it? What do you call it? A holiday camp type. Hol- holiday camp, yeah, that's right. Type thing that you go for a it's, cheap holiday yeah. and generally swill a lot of beer and play, play pool and uh, walk along in the freezing rain along the... The, the shitty beach <laughs> probably I've never, I've never I've said that I've never even been to Bogner Regis it might be lovely yeah no I think this time of year Bogner Regis is pretty, you've described that pretty much what it's going to be I was going to say the Butlins is like it's like for the, our American listeners it's like Las Vegas but without the sun uh, without the gambling probably without um, without the great big um, hotels that give you endless amounts of heaps of food and stuff it's very English. It started off back in the was it the fifties or sixties around then? Yeah, fifties. Um, I was fifties. Yeah. Sea, a seaside sort of resort thing, and and you know they just get everyone together and they they do sack races in egg and spoon and they jump in the pool and I I, I don't presume they do that anymore, uh, Butlins. But you'll you'll probably find I'm out. Sure they what, do. You'll probably find out when you when you go yeah. there if if they do it, do sack races in egg and spoon. <laughs> Sort of a bit. I would think of it a bit like a, an internment camp. Internment. Yes. Yes. Probably. But with, um, yeah. but with bingo. <laughs> oh, bingo! Yes, bingo is is big, isn't it? It was big, and it still is big. I think. And so, mm. so, so, <laughs> see, I think it's a juxtaposition. It's it's kind of interesting. Very interesting. This kind of juxtaposition of the Jesus and Mary Chain, pretty cool band, um, pretty loud band. Um, 
in this um, down at heel amusement park. I mean, how did that happen? I mean, how to how, how did that gig happen? Um, I think this is a this is it's a festival, a three day festival. I think called Rockaway Beach that they put on. I think it's been going on for a few years, and um, it's actually quite a cool lineup. There's there's a number of that. In fact, there's a. I just was looking at the lineup today. There's a an Oxford band called the Young Knives are playing. I know the Young Knives. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, I knew Hen- them. I haven't spoken to them for ages. Henry. Yes. yes. Well, when I saw that, I remembered that um, Henry coming to the uh, the uh, pub Western on the Green one time. We made me and Andy Love. We made a pop video for them. Did there you? we go. Yeah, we made a pop for the Young video. Knives. Yeah, and we got um, and it got paid by a very dodgy Oxford label. It doesn't exist. Shifty, shifty, dodgy. It was called Shif- <laughs> Shifty Disco. Shifty Disco, wasn't it? Do you remember that? So it's dodgy. That's um, um, that's Richard Cotton. My my. Um, Former employer. Oh right. So, so shall, I, shall I stop talking about that? I wouldn't say shift. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's dodgy. What's dodgy about? Not it? dodgy. No, it wasn't dodgy. It wasn't at all dodgy. <laughs> uh, there, there was some. He's a bit um, of a wheeler dealer, though. He's a little bit of a wheeler dealer. I mean, there was some dispute over the over the the payment, but then I right. discovered that that wasn't unusual. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but he was very yeah. charming chap. It was years and years and years ago, a long time ago. But I remember me and Andy made the... And actually, the band, they we ended up with them um, jumping into the weir down, you know, down in Curlington, the village that we lived in. Oh, that sounds very dangerous. That was very dangerous. They were all dressed up in suits, black yeah. suits, you know, uh, uh, um, and um, black suits, black ties. And then they jumped into the weir down by um, Pigeon's Lock. So they could have died, but they didn't die. Uh, but um, we, they didn't, which is good. But if one of them had died, it would have made our video quite notorious and probably very popular on YouTube. It would be the last one they ever did. So it's out there. Do you know that video is out there somewhere? It's out there what on was the, the song internet. called? Do you remember? Do you remember what the song was? Oh, yes. Was walking, walking on the Autobahn. Oh, uh, yeah. Walking on the Autobahn. That yeah. was one of their uh, big early songs. <clears throat> um, so me. yes, so me and Andy made the video for that, and we had a, I think we had a camera each, and we just shot wow. the fuck off what they were doing, and then it all got popped together. So anyway, that, isn't that funny? So do say hello to um, Henry and um, at the House of Lords, as he's called. I will and, do if, um, I, if I if I see them. Oh, so cool! No, because they won't be playing the same night, will they? They'll Maybe not. I don't night. know. Also, oh, John Cale from the Velvet Underground is playing. Gosh! So there was me taking the piss. And then you've got some some cool bands actually playing there. I can imagine the young I can imagine the young Mi- Ma- Ma- Miles and the young, the young Knives more than Jesus Mary Chain though, because they've kind of got a kind of slight kind of wink, shiny wink sort of like. Um... Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? There's something slightly ironic. They've got a shiny wink. I, uh, I irony. Well, they used to. I mean, there were you know, wit, there was a wit about them. I'm not saying Jesus Cherry, Jesus Mary Chain aren't funny, but that's not. They're not known for. They're, <laughs> they're not. You're digging yourself the, a pretty deep hole. They're not known they're for not their funny. comedy. They're not. Yeah, well, they're, it's not a comedy band. It's not. They're not like, comedy. Like the Baron Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the Young Knives had that kind of slight twinkle factor. I think yeah. so. You know, we're, walking on the autobahn was you know, and it was quite silly. It's kind of very, it's quite a punky song, but it was kind of on what they were doing, very silly. And it was, it was like, it was like um, the banana splits. It was like, if anyone is that old who's listening, they'll think, who the fuck is the banana splits? But when we were kids, <laughs> uh, we used to watch this show called the banana splits and, mm-hmm. um, and they, 
Do you remember the banana splits? I do remember. Yeah. Remember so the there was, d- splits. so there was like, um, here's Drooper. Um, and again, if you haven't, I mean, that means nothing probably to probably all our listeners. Here's Drooper means nothing. Um, but anyway, there we go. So that's all. There, there you go. So going back to what you were saying. What was I saying? You were saying that you, you you basically do fuck all for weeks and weeks, and then suddenly you have to get ready for a gig. And actually, you have to fly to the other side of the planet. That's the issue, yeah. there, isn't it? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, now, now I've, I've you know, it, as is always the case before a gig, I've now sort of got myself, uh, I'm in the midst of guest list hell. Right. <laughs> With, like, trying to work out how to get various people to, who want to come onto the list and their children. This is my brother, by the way. And, yeah. oh, I can't f- figure out how to book children. Can you can you see if you can find it? So I've got all that back and forth going on with Simon in the UK. And I've got an appointment this afternoon. And I've got a band rehearsal tonight with my other band. And I'm working tomorrow. So that's why wow. all of a sudden I don't have time to do anything. Yeah. Like Gosh. edit this. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Yes, I might have to edit it. You threatened yeah, so, me. You said so. Bruce, if this sounds terrible, I'm going to say it's totally Bruce's fault because he's yes. editing this one. Yes. Um, gosh. I, I, so just going back to your brother's kids coming to the Jesus and Mary chain. Um, I've been to a Jesus and Mary chain gig, and it is very loud. Um, so is it? I mean, is it suitable for children's ears? Well, think? I mean, they probably won't actually go to the gig itself. Oh, They'll I see. Backstage it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Ruby, my daughter, came to see us a couple of times last ah, year or the year before. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think she wore earplugs. Uh, yes, I I would recommend earplugs. It's just because it's so it. It's um, it's it's quieter for you on stage, isn't it? Because you just got you just got f- feedback monitors, haven't you? Well, I don't even have that. See, I use in-ear monitors these days, oh, so I have oh. it at a, quite a low volume. Ah. <clears throat> so it's actually quite. Quite pleasant. Quite pleasant. Almost. Excellent. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh and golly. Um, well, the, well, okay, that's great. So as soon as we finish this, um, you, you'll be bustling around. Of course, it's tomorrow. Um, you did tell me this yesterday, but um, tomorrow you're going off to do some, um, I put inverted commas here, acting. Yeah, yes, acting, which um, <clears throat> involves walking around a bit, wearing a suit. That's what it's going to be. Upscale shopper number seventy-five or something like that. Oh right, okay. That's so you do have a name, but you don't have a name, Bob the Upscale Shopper. You're just upscale. No, no, you've no, got, got a number. A name. Of course not. You've got, just you've a, got number. a number. You've got a number. Just and a sh- number. And what's the show? Are you allowed to say what what, what the show is? Um, I think it's called Katie Keen. I've right. no idea what that is. No, it doesn't mean anything to me. But um, it's, it's, hopefully it's going to be indoors because the last thing you want to do oh, yeah. is an act. Is a is a, is a, is, a, is an extra in filming. So you don't want to do any exterior at this time of year, do you? No, no. I mean, fa- thankfully it's not that cold. But I, no, I think it is. I think it is indoors. Mm. It's um, I'm going to. It's actually a studio where a, a set, like where they've built a set to look like a department store. I, think. I see. I that's see. quite fun. I've never actually been on a you know a set that's been built before. I usually, oh, go, right. yes. usually just go to locations. And are you going to do your usual thing of hoovering up all the food? Oh uh, well, I'm going to try not to because I've really become a total porker in the last six oh. months. It's incredible. Oh, I, I was. Uh, I had to take a. I had to take a photograph of my what I'm going to wear for this thing tomorrow to send to mm. them, and I took this picture, and I just saw myself in. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like a bloody sea lion in a tight-fitting 
gosh, terrible. So no, I need to I need to lose weight. But yes, I'm sure I will uh, Hoover up some of the food. Because that's the thing you see. Because being an extra, you just hang around a lot, don't you? Not really do anything. Yeah. And then and then food is there. Uh, but there is a there is a kind of decor. There is a is it is kind of this is sort of um, it is a decor an etiquette, isn't there? Because you can't when it comes to lunch, you as an extra, you have to kind of hang back, don't you? You have to let the stars and the crew eat first, don't you? Yeah, well, no. I mean, the, st- the stars don't even they eat in their separate they don't eat uh, yeah. dressing room, probably. In but yeah, there is there is definitely a pecking order. Like you know, you have yeah. to let the the uh, the union yeah. um, actors all get to eat first, usually, and then any then any children. Well, actually, children usually go first. Then oh, really? then union, and then the non-union people at like me just gather up what's left. <laughs> there's well, been maybe- times where I've got when I've gone to eat, and there's literally been. V- no food left because they no. in fact the last thing I did with Ruby was like that where they mm. they had hundreds of extras and they just didn't have enough food for everybody mm. and the thing is that this is one thing that really really irritates me you know we I, I, I sat down with my I think I managed to scrape together like a couple of spoonfuls of rice and I looked over at the table next to ours and there's you know a couple of people who just like filled up their plate with food mm. And filled up a takeout box as well. No, and people do that all the time. Oh, you know, they just take. Piss. And you want to go over to them and go, "I'm not eating lunch because you've taken too much food, you fat well, bastards." You should fucking well do that next time. You should start a fucking fight. Yeah, starts a fucking. Doesn't matter if you don't get invited back. <laughs> Fuck it. It's not. It's not your main job, is it? Start right. a start a rice inspired fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, do yeah, do that. The other thing I was going to suggest maybe you could do is, you know, you were saying that the children go first. So how about this time around, you go to the front and say you're getting some food for a child. Yeah, for my, I'm getting some food for my inner child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll, they'll know you're taking the piss if you say that. No, but you just make up, pretend that you're there. Um, well, hang on. Is is Ruby going to be there as well? No, no. This is no, just no. Uh, just pretend Ruby is there, and you say, "Sorry, she's not feeling very well. I'm just going to get some food for her." Just going to get a couple my of boxes daughter. of cake. <laughs> Try that. I told you that one, didn't I? Where I raced, I raced a, a mile. I did a well half a mile, a mile's run with um, Daniel, not Daniel Day Lewis. Oh God, what was the other guy? Um, uh, Daniel, oh, what's his name? Grant. You know, with with and I. I was getting confused. Richard E. Grant. Thank you. You know, when I was when I was doing standing work with him, and then the two of us ran about half a mile, I think, from the, where we were shooting to the actual catering truck. Um, and I just about pipped him. I got there first before he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very strange, just to try, you know, because at that time of the day, that's, that's anything everybody gives a fuck about. All, all the, you know, the, the lead actors, the crew, and everyone, they're thinking, where's my fucking food? Yeah. Um, anyway, well, that's jolly good. Well done. So let's move on. Now, should we go to? Do you want? Let's go to our our irregular feature. It is irregular. I think we've done it a couple of times now, which is when we get hold of uh, a song uh, and yeah. we we examine the lyrics, don't we? We put the, the song's lyrics under the earcorn uh, microscope, as it were, uh, yes. and um, and we try to understand what the lyrics were about. We because we've had a go at um, the Ed Sheeran song, didn't we, last week? Yeah, I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, the shape of you, the shape of you, didn't we? 
and we found it sadly lacking, even though there were six writers to it. So um, over to you, Mark, because you found this song, haven't you? Yeah. Well, this is a song called Lights Up by former One Erection. Is he former <laughs> or is he still the same? One Erection. I don't uh, think they exist no more. Harry Styles. Yeah. Lights Up. And um, we've been, we've already been over this one time, but I'm still no clearer no. on what this song means. It's just a string of words. Yeah. I'll read you the first stanza. Yeah. We'll call it a stanza yeah. for the sake yeah. of being poetic. Let's go for it. Go for it. <clears throat> what do you mean? I'm sorry, by the way. Never coming back down. Can't you see? I could, but wouldn't stay. Wouldn't put it like that. What do you mean? I'm sorry, by the way. Never coming around. Be so sweet. If things just stayed the same. La da da, da da da. That is quite opaque, isn't it, when it comes to uh, meaning? Uh, because as you said, we have looked at, we did look at this yesterday on, on the, the show that I fucked up. Um, and, but still looking at it afresh today, what do you mean? Is a question. Um, mm. So, I, 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 we, we talked about this yesterday. It feels like there's a voice missing, isn't there? It feels like there's, there's like just one side of a, of, a, of a dialogue going on here. But we're just getting one side of it and we're not getting the response because you go, what do you mean? So you imagine that somebody else has said something and then the first line that Harry says is, what do you mean? In response to that. And then or he goes, is he oh, saying, uh, go on. what do you mean when you're saying, I'm sorry, by the way, never coming back down? Can't you see? Uh, that still doesn't work. No, but no, no, that's a good try, though. What do you mean? I'm sorry, by the way, never coming back down. Can't you see? I could, but wouldn't stay. Yeah, it falls it's, apart after the it does, yeah, fourth it's line. It's like, I mean, it's that thing I mentioned yesterday about, um, you know, that game Consequences. Have, have you played Consequences? Because I was talking about this and I thought... I have, though. I didn't know it was called Consequences. It's called Consequences. So you get a, a sheet of A4 paper and you write down, so we're going to write a, a, a story. So I should write one line and then I fold over that paper at the top and I hand the paper to Mark. Mark now doesn't, he now writes the next line of the story, but he doesn't know what the first line is. And then he folds it and hands it back to me. And um, I carry on with my story or another story and I write another line, I fold it and he gets to him. And then at, right at the end, you, you reveal um, the story. And if you do six people, then you've got six different people inputting. And it does seem a little bit like that because we've got three songwriters again, uh, haven't we, on this? Yeah. Sorry, uh, um, there were six on the Ed Sheeran's, but there are three on this. On this one, there is Harry Edward Styles, Thomas Edward Percy Hull. I mean, just that name, he sounds like a real little ponce. Pants, <laughs> bloody <Hey>? pants. <laughs> Sounds like a little little twit. Thomas Thomas Edward Percy Hull. I could just see his face. One of those kids at school that you know. Well, as you say, you, yes, you, you can imagine him on University Challenge, can't you? Yeah. Thomas yes. Edward Percy Hull, Modelling College. Hey, hello. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, you're right. But anyway, but he's probably lovely. Uh, and who's the other one? Who's the last one? Tyler Sam Johnson. Tyler. Why do they have to put all their middle names in? I mean, I never say Bruce Jonathan Winwood. What's it? What, have you even got a middle name, Mark? I haven't, funnily oh, enough. Well, oh, wow, gosh. Yeah. Bit sad, isn't it? Your parents couldn't be bothered to give you another name. They said, yeah, Mark, that, that'll do. I think it was just a period where it was kind of became let's say fashionable but maybe yeah. middle names at that time were seen as a, a bit old-fashioned oh gosh oh, right. uh, maybe so not you... though but my parents actually were going to call me peter john 
and then they had a last minute change and they just thought, ah, Mark. Mark, yeah. That's, that's if we have to shout, you know, Mark. Oh, yes, it does. It's a good, it's a good shouting word, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mark! Yes, I'm, I'm just going to try Bruce. Bruce! Bruce! Well, that's Bruce is quite good as well. I mean, I, I Bruce! Think, to be honest, it sounds like a sneeze. I think, <laughs> I think for most people's names, it sounds, if you shout it, everyone's name works. Sorry. Tom! Bertie! Bertie, stop it! <laughs> Put it down! <laughs> that's how we talk to our friend Bertie, isn't it? We have, we have to shout at Bertie because he's so fucking deaf, isn't he, these days? Yeah. <sighs> Poor fella. Um, so yes so back to the song yes so that's my theory anyways but basically between the three of them they've just written a line each but they didn't sort of confer with each other they just thought well you take a third each and we'll just chuck those lines together any other lines there any other lines there that you 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 know you've you've done the first stanza anything else there and and the rest the the rest of the song that you want to highlight and all the lights couldn't put out the dark running through my heart lights up and they know who you are. Know who you are. Do you know who you are? That's the uh, sort of, I guess you would call that the uh, pre-chorus. Pre-chorus. Okay. Mm. Dark and heart. Dark. That, that does scan, doesn't it? Dark and heart, to be fair. Well, it rhymes. Oh, yes. sorry. Yeah, it rhymes rather than scans. Yeah, scans. It's rhyming the, dictionary. Is the uh, meter, isn't it, really, rather than the... Um, um, see, this is naughty, isn't it? Because you, in terms of rhyming things, there seems to be a lack of rhyming here. So there's one go at one rhyme. All the lights couldn't put out the dark running through my heart. And you go, well, that kind of rhymes. The next one is lights up and they know who you are. Well, and then R the next... rhymes with heart and dark, doesn't it? R, heart, R, heart, dark. Dark R? Dark heart, is it? Um, and then know who you are. Do you know who you are? So we've got three R's there. So obviously they all rhyme because it's the same fucking word. Um, mm, I think it's a bit lazy. Uh, the next bit here, you've got shine. Shine begins every word. Uh, would you like to read that out for us, please, Mark? The next bit. Shine. Step into the light. Shine. So bright sometimes. Shine. I'm not ever going back. Shine. Step into the light. Shine. So bright sometimes. And it repeats like that. Until the end of the line, which is shine. I'm not ever. Brackets. Oh. Oh. <laughs> to say that it literally says shine yeah. I'm not ever oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. like he's suddenly been oh goosed by someone unexpectedly oh. um, and then the last well the second to last stanza and you've got a classic but you've got a classic bit of fill there haven't oh, you oh yeah song la da, fill da, 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 la da 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 la da 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 la da 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 oh no, but the last three does have ooh. Which oh yeah, ooh. La, yeah. La di da 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 da. Ooh. La di da. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> That's does exactly he go? how it goes. That's how it goes. La da 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 da. Ooh. La da 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 da. Oh. La da 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 da. Ooh. Um, we did listen. We did actually. We did a bit of research on this, because we both we did listen to the song. Well, not all of it, because I gave up a minute to go because I thought, yeah, I got the gist. And I think Mark did the same. Yeah. So we're not exactly sure how he delivered the word ooh. Maybe it wouldn't have been delivered like that, but uh, we think he should have. Uh, that's what. That's how we presume it, it was delivered. Isn't it? Um, well, there you go. Very good. Um, so we had no idea what was going on there at all. And I think again, as you said yesterday, there's 
you can write mysterious lyrics. You can write kind of these opaque lyrics if they've, you know, um, and you know, quite a lot of poetry that I used to read, well, forced to read at school, you know, Gerald Manley Hopkins or something like that. And you'd be reading these 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 lines, and you're thinking, I don't quite know what's going on. In the same way with this song, but all the lines there was some there was there was an inherent beauty in the lines in the images that were being conjured up, even though you couldn't quite put them all together because yeah, I just was a bit thick when it came to poetry. <laughs> but there isn't that with this, is it? There's no line there which you which is said, and you kind of go, "Oh, I don't understand quite what they're saying," but it has evoked something a little bit magical. Yeah, nothing magical about this at all. I'm trying to think if there's one line there where you go, "Oh, there's something." No, not really. It's, they're all a bit. It's a bit prosaic, isn't it? But um, the song's all right, isn't it? It's all right. The thing is, work. I mean, when I was watching the video, though, he's dancing there. He's been poured quite a lot by young ladies, which you would when you look. You know, he's an, he's he's not an unattractive chap, um, and he's been poured a lot by women, and I think the odd man as well has a go at him. And but there's a there's, there are some sh- shots in there. Now I am a little bit old fashioned in this way, but I'm sure he's wearing a dress in one or two of those shots. Is that? A, <laughs> well, did you think the same, Mark? I mean, you're not dissimilar vintage to me. You are younger, but not by that much. Well, I don't think he was wearing. I didn't notice him wearing a dress, but he was wearing some very uh, flowing, large sort of pan- pantaloons. <laughs> flouncy, I think the word is. They're quite flouncy. Flouncy, flouncy pantaloons. <laughs> yeah, and and of course, and high heeled shoes. I didn't, what is the uh, world coming to? Well, <laughs> I don't know. We, we weren't allowed to wear flouncy, um, uh, free-flowing garments. Were we in high heel shoes when we were children? Were we? Not children. Well. He's not a child, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but um, yes, but of course, we're quite woke, aren't we, you and I, Mark? So we can appreciate that people can wear what they like, even though what he's wearing is a little bit girly. But that's not a problem. I just like to say, that's not a problem. I'm not saying that people wear girly stuff. It's a bad thing. Oh, my goodness. It's such eggshell land, isn't it? You've got to be so careful. I just thought it didn't really suit him. I thought the flouncy kind of girly top just looked a bit kind of, you know, just a bit, you know. I mean, maybe if he'd worn a bomber jacket. A bomber jacket would be quite good, wouldn't it? I think he's wearing... I know he's not. He's not wearing a shirt at all. He's he's virtually naked throughout the whole video. He's virtually naked. A lot lot of tattoos. Yeah, have you got any tattoos? Tattoos, me, Mark. Yeah, no, have you? No, it's funny though, because isn't it? Because a lot of people do have tattoos. 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 It never. I never thought. I never appealed to me really. But maybe I should. We should have one now. If you had, you can't do one now because everyone, like you say, it's just like now the thing. Everybody's got tattoos. So, but if you were to have a tattoo, if I said, Mark, you have to have a tattoo, what would you have? I have thought about it actually because I thought you know, perhaps like for my fiftieth birthday I'll get a tattoo. I think it have to be something like Laurel and Hardy bowler hats. Mm, that would be good. <laughs> something like really, really not cool. Well, that is cool. Laurel and Hardy is pretty cool. But like, yeah, but in a, in timeless a cool. Way. Um, and what part of your body would you have your bowler hats? On my bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it would no, make sense. Definitely it not. Would, it would make sense, wouldn't it? One bowler hat on each bollock. That would yeah. make sense. Um, and that would then... be too painful. I'd have had a general <laughs> anaesthetic before. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll let on my uh, upper arm. You know. Wouldn't you feel a blo- I'm I'm staying with your bollocks here for the time being. So if you have one, if you have one bollock and each the bollock, would you not feel obliged to have something in the middle? So so where the meat? So we have got the two veg covered. But when it talk about the meat, would you have something else in the middle there? Um, Roucher Marx's cigar. 
Ah. Ah. Fill that out nicely. Uh, very good. That's very good. Yeah. I think I think you should do that. I think you should get very. I think we should get Mark very drunk uh, on his fiftieth, and in the morning of the next day, he wakes up, and that is what's happened to his to his bits. Um, there we go. So that's. I think we've covered that song. There will be there will be other songs, and if people have got songs songs that they can think of where lyrics which are a little bit kind of not quite sure what's going on, or they're just a bit shit, um, then do contact us at the regular um, email, which is. Uh, fuck! Is it earcornpodcast at gmail dot com? Earcorn podcast. That's all one word, yeah. Mark? It's all yeah. At at um, gmail dot com, and we'd like to hear from you, please, because please, God, somebody fucking drop us a bloody gmail. A, a gmail, please, somebody drop us a gmail, because we. I think we've only ever had two, haven't we? Well, we yeah, we had that slew of two emails a few weeks ago. <laughs> And it's all gone quiet since then. But yeah, so email. This is going to be a service that we're going to offer now, which is um, if you don't know what lyrics mean, we're going to tell you. Yes. So yes. Email us, and, yes. and we will tell you what the lyrics yes. mean. Yes. We will do our best to to um, reveal the true meaning of these lyrics. Thank you. Apart very from much. that song just there, because there 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 was no meaning. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, we think it, we, yes, we we think it's just ridiculous. A ridiculous collection of words. Moving on. Um, you got, moving on, like you've got something planned. Moving on to the next. Oh God, can we pull something up. What, 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 I do have about? something else. I do oh, have good. Thank, thank I, God I've, for that. I've, I've got a bullet point here written oh. down. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna ruin things a bit. Listen, but because we're still fairly early part of the year, and um, because we're kind of, you know, we're fighting through the grey shit kind of weather at the moment. There's, what are the sort of things that cheer you up? So when things are a little bit dank and cold and depressing, um, what do you do as a kind of guaranteed cheer you up type things? I eat a lot of chocolate. I see. And oh. I watch lots of television of the mm-hmm. uplifting or funny kind. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, I feel like shit and I berate myself for having eaten a lot of chocolate and cake and spent the whole day watching TV. And then I have to do it again to make myself feel better after. Uh, <laughs> it's it's an push. ongoing cycle of yes, yeah, yes, the old chocolate misery. cycle, isn't it? They call it. Chocolate that. cycle, yeah. I got chocolate, one of those as well, actually. The chocolate cycle. Chocolate of cycle. Hell. You have? You got what? A chocolate cycle. You can get what them. From the, no, I'm just never mind. Oh, never mind. See, I, I thought there was a chocolate. I was trying to make a, a chocolate. Joke. So you were, weren't you? I, t- I tell you something, Mark. I wasn't helping, was I? I wasn't <laughs> helping mean? you with a joke. cycle. Have you really? <laughs> no. Not really, you asshole. Of course, it's not the chocolate psycho twat. Um, gosh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all right. You know, it's guaranteed to make you happy. I mean, I I kind of do the same with drink. And mm-hmm. I had the same. I have the same result, though. You see, because you kind of do it, and you think this is fun. I like this. Yeah. And then you just do a little bit too much, and then yeah. in the morning you go, "Ooh, I'm not so young anymore," and it's kind of a bit tricky to um, move my arms. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, no, I mean it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I do drink every day. So right. do you do? Do you eat chocolate every day? Um, 
I try not to, but I do usually have a little something sweet every day, or a lot of something sweet, as has been the case over the Christmas period. Fucking hell. I'm eating my body weight in chocolate virtually every single day. It's incredible. But you do have this. um, How's it been going with the resolution and the um, the pedalo you've got? (laughs) Pedalo. (laughs) Just off on my pedalo. What's it called? Um, uh, mount a uh, bike. Uh, the, the bike that doesn't go the anywhere. Stationary bike. The stationary bike. It's got well, a name. Go on, I'm then. happy What's to it? say that so yeah. far I have yeah. hung my sweater on it <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> well, it's a start. And I've thought about doing it. <laughs> yes, that's good too. And that's as far as I've got. Well, even so, hanging sweaters and thinking uh, about it is you're going the right direction, mate. I'm really. Uh, I, I have this. It, I mean, I'm sure that. Virtually everybody does the same thing, or maybe it's just a certain cut people do. But I'm all, I, I do honestly think I'm going to do that. I'm, def, I'm definitely going to do that tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> That's what I think every day. I'm definitely yeah. going to do it tomorrow. Yes, I believe that. You know why? Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? Yes. Is that right? Yes. That's that's that old saying, isn't it? Well, kind of. The other, yeah, the other way. Yeah, um, prevarication, isn't it? Of course, it's a it's a classic. It's a classic human thing to do, isn't it? To to, to prevaricate. Um, yeah. And uh, we all do. Although I'm pretty good at not prevaricating. I think it's because I worry naturally. Well, you worry too. Fucking hell, you worry. You're a worrier. And I think so. Therefore, I've got something that I need to do. I tend to try and just fucking do it, get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it weighs heavily on me. But although I say that, no, no, no. Like, so this morning, for example, was a good. Because I, you know, it was a very grey day here. And I got to the. I got up, made breakfast for Katie. Um, and then went back to bed as you do, uh, and then I got up again and uh, had my breakfast. And then I sat here in the office, and I've got a list of things I should do, kind of worky things. Um, and you know, just sort of stared at stuff a little bit and thought, nobody's making me do anything. I don't have to do anything. There's a piano there. I can just play the fucking piano all morning if I want to. But then these little stickies that all over my computer were just crying out saying, "Deal with me." So I yeah. did. I did do, deal with quite a few of them, and I did actually then feel quite good about it. Whereas, so that's that's how that's yeah I, that's what happens really. Yeah, I think so. Cause I've learned that if I don't tackle this stuff, it just it just buries itself deeply inside me and it upsets me. If I just if there's something right. I need to do, and I don't do it. But you know, you do really need to be actively doing something like that every day. I think when oh. you're when you're the kind of person we are because I mean this is my the the problem I have is that you know I can be very motivated and very focused and driven for quite a long time you know and and get a lot done and then I'll have a I will just wake up one day and feel like uh I don't really want to do that I don't feel like doing it today I'll have a day off Mm. and as soon as that happens it kind of the flow you know gets interrupted Mm. And I just quickly sort of spiral down into a state of doing nothing for a long time, mm. you know, and then it takes a real huge effort to sort of get out of that. But what's good in your life, though, is the fact that you do have gigs that come, that pop up. Oh, yes. So, and, th- and those gigs mean you have to. Yes. I mean, you have to get your ass off off the floor or wherever you are covered in sort of um, chocolate mirrors. <laughs> And you have to get onto a plane. And you have to fly to the UK to do a gig. So, mm. do you know what I mean? You, I mean, you're not going to not go because you think I can't be fucked. 
can't, can't be part to catch up to the UK. So, so you do have a job that means you you do have to do stuff, don't you? It's good to be answerable to other people because that's yeah. ultimately what it is. I think with that is that because I have, there are you know so many other people involved. Mm. Obviously, I need the money, but you know if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't do it. I mm. would just like oh, I can't be bothered, you know. But mm. because if I don't do it, it does mean that other people are going to be in a pickle. Mm. Um. um yeah, sorry. Just I just said um for no reason there. No, it's okay. We all say um for no reason. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> I just did as well. Uh, <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? Um, but actually, talking about that, about sort of not letting other people down, from yesterday's kind of pretty much kind of bomb site of a show. Let's be honest, because it was too much toilet talk. There did come out of that uh, a very funny story about um, you not desperately not wanting to let people down. Uh, when you um, were playing with Jesus Mary Chain, can you just tell that story to us, please? Well, it um, it was I guess it was three years ago. So my band, Mark Cresden Rills, was um, opening up for the Jesus Mary Chain for about a week of shows in the US, and um, my band had been had just played our set. We were having a few drinks afterwards. This was in the in the space between the two sets and um and taylor and the, the guitar player in the band said to me um we i can't even remember how it came up in conversations but like oh have you ever had to like you know leave the stage because you needed to use the bathroom and i and i snorted <laughs> derisively like of course not i would never i would never do anything so unprofessional <laughs> anyway then i was quite now i was drinking a lot of water because i was quite nervous for some reason anyhow got on stage with the with the Jesus and Mary chain for our show and about two songs in I realised I needed to use the bathroom and I just thought okay it'll go away but of course it didn't and as the set drew, drew on with each song I was like thinking this gonna, I'm going to have to run off between songs at some point and pee or I'm going to explode and it got worse and worse you know that horrible feeling mm, where mm, mm. every second feels like a, an hour yeah. And you know you, you just like you can't think of anything other than the fact that you are desperately need a pee. Anyway, I was counting yeah. down, counting down till we got to the point where just before we played the song Darklands, because I knew that Jim usually did about a thirty forty five second intro to that song, which is the only only time virtually that he speaks in the whole show. So as soon as we finished the song before, I threw my bass down and ran off stage to use the the toilet which was quite nearby and I was standing there peeing and because I have these in, in-ear monitors I can hear everything that's going on the stage still really clearly and he didn't do the uh, introduction speech they just went straight into the song so I heard the you know click 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 and then everything stopped and like there was confusion yes <laughs> and Jim said, because, because, they're, because the bass guitarist who actually we've lost did, the bass an... we lost our bass player and there was like a uh, yes. from the audience and Oh, and no. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> and I ran back on, picked up the bass, said, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. And then, you know, everybody was a bit confused. And after the show, I explained what happened and thinking I was going to be in deep trouble. But, in fact, they uh, all thought it was very funny. <laughs> so were you were you trying to desperately to finish the last little bit of Wii when you realised that they would... I was doing that. You think I was like, you know, just... Pff, pff, 
pushing, pushing it out with all my might. Just like, come on. And it was, it was one of those come ones on. that just, it, it was just one of those ones that just went on and on and on and yes, on forever. Yes. And forever. It was like, oh my God, it's like got six liters of water inside me that's got to come out right now. Come on, get out, get out. Yeah, yeah it was so, so absolutely you the most embarrassing thing I've ever had to do with on stage. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm big Especially I because I had made a big thing about it saying, no, I've never, never, that's never happened to me before. I'd never do that. I'm too much of a professional, darling. Yes. Is that irony? Yes. Was it ironic that basically before you went on and you talked about it, then, then it happened? That is, is irony, that, I suppose. Yeah. That would be that dramatic s- irony. Dramatic irony. Because talking about irony, um, you know the song by Al- Alanis Morissette called no. Isn't It Ironic? Yeah, there's nothing ironic in that. In those no, no, lyrics. no. There are two. I oh. think there's two actual ironies because Casey oh, and I were listening to it the other day and there were two genuine ironies and the rest of them aren't ironies. So again, if you're listening to the show and you think, hang on a minute, I want to win a prize from Earcorn and there could well be a prize. I'm not saying there is going to be a prize. Then just drop us an email and tell us what, what those two real ironies are. In well, I want to know now. Well, I can't I've got to wait till but... next week. <laughs> you got to wait to see if someone actually bothers their ass. You won't remember. We, we won't even email. remember we've talked about this <laughs> by the end of the weekend. We'll, we'll be like, Do you, have you ever told you about the time I was originally Grant standing? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. No, why don't you tell us? <laughs> um, yes. And I've actually forgotten what I just, yeah, I've forgotten now what I said about Tell oh, me what the two ironies are. I can't remember. I really can't. We'd counted them. We'd listened to the song. Well, so ask a question, then you don't know the answer. I know. To well, I didn't write it down. But anyway, they're, they're, we think there's just two. There are two ironies in that song, isn't it? I- ironic. Um, yeah. One great album. Wonderful album, though. She was 19 when she wrote all those. 19, really? for goodness' sake, it's so young. Um, mm. Yes, and then she didn't really kind of follow up, as it were, with. I can't remember any of the songs from her next album. There was something to do with India. Yeah, I actually quite like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can can you think of the other ones from that album? Second album? Follow-up album? Uh, No. No. And then what's she doing now? What is Alanis Morissette doing now? Funnily enough... No. She was just... I was uh, out on New Year's Eve at the the pub Mm. watching... Well, not really watching, but they had it on the TV, the the Times Square bull drop big party event thing there. And she was one of the performers... No. She was performing with someone else doing one of her songs. I mean, I figured it was one of her songs. The, the sound was down, but she opens her mouth quite wide when she sings, so I could lip read some of it. Right. And it was that, you are, oh, 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 no. Yeah. You what? <laughs> I That's don't recognise you, you ought to know where she goes, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I could see her doing that. Oh, so like, oh, I mean, oh, uh, the, the one where she says, the, oh, that's her best song, isn't it? Uh, no, is hang it? on. Is that is that the one where I she think that says, was her first hit? Yeah. Yes. Um, what's it called? You ought to, you ought to know. You ought to know. Oh, she was doing that one. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a cracking song, isn't it? But is is this from that album? And you kind of think, did she just kind of go? I've well, I've made fuck loads from that, and I my my incentive now has gone out the window. Don't need to. Do, yeah, it's like the golden period for Elton John, which is the seventies, wasn't it? And since then, we didn't. I was talking to Steve about this, and Steve's a big Elton John fan, but really not that many songs since the 70s of Elton John's that you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's a classic. The classics were all in the 70s, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, that's true much. of a lot of artists, isn't it? Really? Right, it's true, you know? yeah. It's true. I mean, they have a period where they release a lot of great stuff, and then, I mean, look at Paul McCartney. You know, Ooh, yes, Beatles, yes, Brilliant, Wings had a few moments, but then mm. virtually everything from about 1976 to... 
about 10 years ago that he did was absolute garbage. <laughs> Do you, you think know? that's a bit harsh? I mean, no, I no, might, okay. He, I they, might, he had, I'd say yeah. he, probably on every album he released, there were like maybe one or two yeah. decent songs and the rest of it was just filler. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I do like some of Paul McCartney's solo stuff, but the majority of it was just not very good. Hasn't he had a comeback album, though, now, which was pretty good? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like, in, in, lately, he's been mm. putting out some pretty reasonable albums, you know, quite good stuff. I quite like that album, Flowers in the Dust. Remember that one? Some nice songs from well, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it. There was, I think... Nice songs. But uh, the, the good songs on that album were ones that he co-wrote with Elvis Costello. Oh, Really? Yeah. What, from that particular album? Yeah, that song, did, My Brave Face. That. Yes. That was a did, co-write with Elvis Costello. I didn't know that. Oh, no, Elvis Costello. Where's Elvis Costello? He's, he's a proper, he was a proper, he is a pro- prolific songwriter. Well, he was, but I haven't seen or heard of him. Well, he um, recently, I think a couple of years ago, he had some heart trouble. Oh. He had to cancel some touring because of a mm, heart, I don't know if he had a heart attack or, a, or some, yeah. but I think that's what it was. Mm. But I think he's he's still around. I mean, he's playing mm. he's playing here fairly soon. What in had. your bedroom? He's either just yeah, yeah, right. He's playing, to, in, your, he's playing in your bedroom. He's coming to do a show in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, in wow. New York. He's either just recently played mm. or he's going to play quite soon. Who's the um, that pianist guy? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Clayderman. No, not <laughs> Peter Skellen. <laughs> no, he's... Oh my god, I'm a big fan of his, but I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> but he wrote some. Oh, I'm trying, I can't even think of this one song he wrote. I'm gonna yet. come up with a load of. Um, <laughs> I really can't. I've got the album. Guy. No, what's it called? Um, um, oh god, this is awful. Awful. He moved to New York anyway. This pianist oh, guy. Really? He moved to New York, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wonder what happened to him after yeah. that. But um, hang on, I'm going to try. This is really. brilliant. Um, this is just great. Girls, just not girls. Um, uh, ben folds. Do I didn't do always done didn't do banana always. I have no idea that tune doesn't ring a bell at all. Always begin to ah bollocks. Alright, never mind. Come on, you got to get. Can't leave that hanging. You got to. You got to figure out. I'll come back to it. Let's move on. So you went to see that, uh, talking about this white film, because you, uh, well, we talked about Dracula yesterday on the show that never was. Um, yeah, so, brilliant. Um, uh, which we really enjoyed, didn't we? We enjoyed Dracula a lot. It was fantastic. Uh, uh, if you don't live in the UK, you won't see that. But if you Actually, it's on Netflix. See, is it? Yeah, over Already? here. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um, gosh and golly. There's somebody trying to get, I don't know if this is coming through, somebody's trying to get a hold of me on my phone. Man. Someone's um, trying to get into the house. Someone's trying to get oh shit yeah but it doesn't matter I wouldn't stop I mean, even if they were even if that was the sound of a crowbar smashing through the window I, like, I think, no I wouldn't I just like the band on. on the Titanic yeah yeah because this this shows the most, it's, it's important I'm just listen- having my throat cut <laughs> but anyway what do you think I'll, about 1917 <laughs> our listen our listeners are the most important thing to me you know that Mark <laughs> of course we, we, my our, our listeners we 
we don't know who they are. Well, we know, you know, we know Nick. Listens. We know who most of them are. Uh, no, I, I don't actually. Um, uh, anyway, 1917. Tell me about that. You went to see? No, don't spoil it because I it's haven't about seen the war. It yes, I know that, and it's it's just been nominated. No, it's just been it's just had a Golden Globe, isn't it? Just win. I think one, it won quite a few Golden Globes, didn't it? A couple, yeah. Best director and best film, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it, it was really quite extraordinary. An extraordinary mm. piece of filmmaking, I thought. Wow, yeah. Um, like I say, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not really a big war film buff. I do I do uh, enjoy, if that's the right word, war, some war films. But uh, I, like to st- I like to stand in the buff when I'm watching a war film. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this, actually, this is probably... The only film I've ever seen where there were a couple of points where I did almost jump out of my skin. Really? Because there were a couple of sort of shock, like guns going off. Hmm. And just at an unexpected moment. And and literally, Hmm. it wasn't just me. Like everybody in the whole row just went, ah! Hmm. (laughs) You know. Um, I mean, it was really very well done. It's a very, very... I I honestly don't know how they filmed it because it does Mm. feel very much like it's just one long shot the entire shot yes and i'm sure obviously it isn't hmm. because there's no way you could do that but no but it's very it's very it's very clever how they do that they they did that with birdman didn't they They, apparently i didn't even notice that i read about that after watching this one yeah uh but yes with with cheats i i did something with that once oh let's talk talk about me shall we (laughs) No, do you remember that um, we did a a pilot for this thing called the wedding video, which was going to be the thing which was going to make us stars. Yeah, it was going to be really successful. Remember that sitcom thing that didn't quite almost got there, but didn't quite make it. But the actual pilot we made for it was um, a was a was a faked one take, um, but we only had one cut in the middle. I think there was only right. one faked. But it looks like it's just one take, but I think it was just two takes in it in the end but it was easier to do because just it was a it was from the point of view of a camera person so you just swing swing the camera around Um, but anyway enough about me (laughs) let's go back to the award-winning 1917 well done sam sam mendes yeah well Um, one of the actually was um, one of the earliest films that was um done in one take or at least to look like it was was the uh, hitchcock film rope don't right. you remember that? No, I don't. I should, shouldn't I? But no, yeah, no, I didn't know that either. It was I didn't basically even know that. it was it was all set in um, one apartment, mm. and it just you know followed the camera the characters around from room to room. Mm. I didn't and, know that. But wow, they that they, be... they got away with the the splicing between takes by kind of focusing on the char- the back of one of the actors at certain yeah. points, like you just see the back of their their suit. Yeah. Yes. I guess that was where they did the. Uh, did the car well? The, the classic one is is basically the, the 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 protagonist or whatever walks off set, and the camera follows, and it, there's a swipe. You go like past a colonnade or something, and yeah, the camera yeah. swipes past it, and you can then, if it goes dark, you can quite easily then just jump in there and use that as a cut yeah. for XR arm pull. There weren't yeah. that many moments like that in 1917. That's what I was because mm. uh, I knew about that beforehand, so mm. I was sort of watching. Mm. You know, to see like, oh, where would they, where would these cuts be? But it was very, very, very well done. Mm. I mean, and really, was, really, mm. you, f- you felt like you were, you were there mm. on this journey with these characters. Mm. You know, mm. extraordinary. I'm very jealous. I really want to make a war film. I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime, but I really want to. And I know what war. Well, you film can't I'm make not. it after your lifetime. 
Well, fuck you. I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> Once I'm dead, I'm definitely going to make it. No, because I want to make a film about um, a true story, which is basically the f- one of the first commando raids in the Second World War, where they went to Saint Nazaire, Nazaire, I think that's how you pronounce it, in France, to destroy um, the dry dock of the one of the mo- the biggest, most menacing. Um, warships that, that Hitler had. It had two. There was Bismarck and there was Tirpitz, and it was basically where the Tirpitz would go and get refitted and and um, buffed up after it'd been at sea for a long time. So they they're struggling to actually destroy the ship. So they thought if we if we blow up the dry dock where it gets mended, then it's going to make life much more difficult for it. And it was the first raid on there. Um, and I won't get into all the stories of the stories of it, but the raid is extraordinary. It centered around this one ship that they filled full of high explosives at one at the, at the bow, uh, and the and so the the plan was quite a straightforward one. They were just going to ram this ship full of explosives mm. into the the gates of the dry dock, and then uh, and it was on a timed. I, th- I think it was meant to be on a time. Yes, it was on a timer. Otherwise, obviously, if it rammed it and blew up, then everybody on the ship would die. So they did ram it, and it was, and then it was on a timer. And twenty-four hours later, with all the Germans kind of sniffing around the boat, going, "Ha ha! The Brits failed. They tried to ram the gates, and they didn't get through. Um, it blew up, right. and it did actually blow the gates up. But lots of commandos got killed. There's some incredibly brave things happened with the commandos. Yeah. Um, lots of them died. Lots of them got, got captured. But it was. But the, the, all, the, all the different facets of that mission were extraordinary. I'd love to make that film. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. The raid at Saint Nazaire. Na- Nazaire. Anyway. Well, well, maybe that's a good a good idea. Maybe if there's anybody, to... if there's anybody out there who's right, got a lot of money and really believes in me as a filmmaker, get in contact at Air. Air <laughs> ear porn, ear not ear porn. That's the other site. Earcorn podcast at gmail dot com, and um, contact us. Say yeah, if you want to donate to uh, Bruce's war, war film fund. Bruce's war film fund. Bruce's. <laughs> if you've got fifty million quid. Yeah, fifty million would do it. To be honest, just about. I suppose mm. always start as a good start. A fantastic story. Um, right. Well, I think because it looks like I might be editing this, I don't want this to go on too long. This show. <laughs> yeah, I can't right. be. F- fuck to dick around with it too much so uh, I think that might unless you've got something else you want to say it's quite important to our viewers listeners I have nothing important to say I never have anything uh, important to say no you don't actually do but just uh, no neither do I really um, in which case uh, thank you much for listening and um, we'll uh, th- th- there might be a break might there a week's break we haven't worked this out yet have we well it all because depends you... whether I can get to your house oh, yes. next oh, Monday yes. to record okay. Because there was a sort of plan that um, Mark's going to travel up to see me in Oxford and we're going to do the next show together in the same room, which would be really weird. In the same room, in the same house, in the same same county, in the same same country, on the same same continent. Yeah, 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 for once. It'll be an aircorn first. 3,000 miles apart. So if that happens, then there will be another show uh, next uh, follow. If not, then there'll there'll be a gap, won't there, of a week or something. But you just have to play some music. Yeah. Thank you, and um, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs)